Standby Phil. Five, standby music. Four, standby now. Three, two, one. And The Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Mike Wazowski. Open your eyes. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! King Kong ain't got on me! What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? This is our Works for me? Yeah, we're yep. fine. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of 20 Years 4 Beers Happy Hour. 20 Years 4 Beers is a podcast dedicated to rewatching popular movies from 20 years ago while simultaneously enjoying four beers. The Happy Hour episodes, we actually watch separate, so we enjoy two beers on our own while watching the film, yep. and uh, usually a fifth while we record, Yep. hence the Happy Hour. Hey, you guys, Happy Hour is from four to six. <laughs> and we do record after recording our other episodes, which we have four. So we have a good time on this it's one. So it's a little crazy. more free form. Yep. Uh, so welcome to 20 slash four. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. And thanks for listening. On this week's, ha- or in this episode of Happy Hour, That's right. we are covering 2001's comedy Zoolander. Would you guys stop it already? Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? Uh, Zoolander, if you're not familiar, it follows a male model named Derek Zoolander as his career begins to fade as he ages. He is a clueless fashion model who struggles with an up-and-coming superstar named Hansel, who is really hot right now. That Hansel's so hot right now. Hansel, so hot right now. It's that damn Hansel. He's so hot right now. (laughs) And finds himself brainwashed in a plot to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia, or Micronesia, or any number of other ways that they find to call it Malaysia. So, as you can tell by my description, as Almost Famous would call it, it's a think piece. (laughs) Yeah. It's a think piece, really. So, the film is directed by Ben Stiller, written by Stiller, as well as Drake Sather and John Hamburg. Starring Ben Stiller as Zoolander, Owen Wilson as Hansel. That Hansel's so hot right now. Christine Taylor, Will Ferrell, a host of other cameos, including Vince Vaughn, John Voight, David Duchovny, and Tim's absolute man crush in James Marsden. <laughs> I, 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 I squealed when I saw him. Absolutely. You yep. would die on that hill. Like, oh my God. You would absolutely die on that hill. So, yes, we are going to discuss Zoolander. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to hop right into our first sort of segment. We do this a little bit differently. It's a little more freeform with some shorter segments that we normally cover a little bit along the way, and mm-hmm. we are going to actually do our drinking buddies, I think, first this yep. time around. Yep. Come on, not my fucking beer! Where we discuss our beers. Tim's not going to cover all of them, but he'll start with his two that he had while watching, and then I'll go next. I am sorry to disappoint that I had no theme. You couldn't even find a theme? I could not. I know um, there's no blue steel beer. It was tough, but it largely was 
what's in my fridge that I haven't covered in the pod before. Sure. Uh, and I'll drink that. And so um, I had what has become, honestly, a bit of a staple and will continue to be from Stack Deck Brewing out of St. Paul. Outstanding. Their Weekend at Larry's Hazy IPA. That mm-hmm. and the verbal tip from Falling Knife are kind of like mm-hmm. the two hazies I have all the time now. It's a uh, 4.25 for me. Absolutely loved it. And I will say then I'm, I finished that. I, I This is a rarity for me with this happy hour. I watched this movie in one sitting. <gasps> it's a newbie. Whoa, was right? watching with your wife too? I did, and I'll talk about that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, I will It too. was an experience. Um, I gave up halfway through caring about what I drank. So uh, oh, then I Lord. had uh, the Modern Times Fruited Sour. Oh, okay. Uh, Fruitland Sour, I should Have say. we had that? Not in this one. We've okay, had other right, Modern Times, yeah. but they're Fruitland Sour, and uh, it's great. It's yeah. a 4.25. It's I was going to have it, but one. I thought we had it. Uh, no, I literally I was going to pop it open, and I was like, I think we've had it. We've had other, like right. we've we've cleaned out the modern times like other ones we have, but not the Fruitland Sour. So yeah, four point two five or both, and it was yeah. uh, just a nice, enjoyable time uh, drinking beer. Sure, I watched it alone, crying into my sleeve, and so um, no, the last part was not true. I did watch it alone. I had uh, Fair State's Roselle Hibiscus Sour. Again, I don't have a. I don't have a theme either. I just didn't even want to think about it. Yes. Um, yeah. So they're sort of, I guess it's kind of their standard sour. I mean, I know the raspberry sour of the Roselle. Yeah, Roselle's. Mm, but their yeah. regular Roselle is one that's out all the time. And that's so sort good. of on. It is good. I have a 375 out of 5. And that's largely because I think the raspberry Roselle is better. That's true. And so I, I just think that's different. And the industry is kind of cut up to it. Yeah, when, when we had it like started. years ago, we we're like, yep. "What is this?" And now it's like eh. that's been the standard of Fair State. Although we'll talk about Fair State a little bit in a second. Yes. And the second beer I had was Badger Hill out of Shakopee, Minnesota's their Ooh. Trader IPA, Ooh. just their standard yeah. IPA. Always a good example of a good, solid, straight up, traditional, not like. as piney IPA. So yeah. I have a four and a, f- a four out of five on that. It's not the one that we probably would ever have on our regular no. episodes. So I was like, I'm gonna have the. Uh, Badger Hill, but so, it's good. It, it is, is good. very good. It's always something I have no problem having a drink on. So, yep. So we then are also enjoying another beer, which from Fair State, Tim will discuss tonight. We are having the Fair State with collaboration of Modern Times, their double Spirit Fowl, and for those beer fans in the city's area, Spirit Fowl hit it the scene like a pandemic of sorts (laughs) on the beer scene for sure years years ago ago, where it was like holy cow but this is their double dry hopped double ipa version of that with strata and mosaic cryo hops um this came out yesterday Mm -hmm. and i went to three different liquor stores today to find it because i was on a mission and um it's really damn Mm -hmm. good it's really really yeah so, sp- speaking of industry catching up, Spiritfowl was one that came out years ago. Like, probably the first hazy I've ever had. Pretty close In terms to of that, like, sure. style, where it's like, what is this? And the industry's caught up. So, I don't necessarily seek it out anymore when no, it comes Spirit out. No, Spiritfowl, like the single, is not something I actually single out. But I haven't had this before. Yeah. And um, this is really good. This mm-hmm. is like a four and a half, four point five 4.5 for me. Wow. So far, it's, it's probably at a 4.5. We'll see how it holds up for me. But I agree. <laughs> we'll come back I mean, to just it, as... Yeah. as 
Some beers start great, and then as you go, it just loses something. This is really, this is really good. good. I'm at a four and a half as well. Um, so the way this again works is I think we'll kind of do some social network stuff. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. I actually do have a review. Ooh, I know. It's like I'm actually taking this seriously now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, do you want to go first? I have one, but mine's from New York Daily News. So wow. as long as we don't. I don't have. Rest assured, I don't have that. Yeah, one. I was gonna say you kind of stick with the Rolling Stone. No, I actually have different. I I do have the Raj, but I'm saying I have a like, different one. We usually have a few that you go to, so Most I staples. avoid them. So I just want to, <laughs> if I do some actual New York research, Daily News, if I actually do some research, I'm like that's like from Spider Man or whatever. That's right? fine. That's fine. It's a good review. Oh, it's David Beagle. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, ultimately, ahead. it's a IMDb rating for the movie. Uh, Zoolander is 6.5 out of 10. Uh, hmm. Surprisingly well-reviewed at the time. And I say surprisingly, we'll talk about later. Uh, hmm. One that stood out to me were uh, Wally Hammond of Time Out. Um, okay. Well, right. me and my New <laughs> I York know, I know. news. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it. It's a fashion spoof draped over the bones of a puerile conspiracy adventure. This vanity comedy fails at every level. Hmm. The big man Raj uh, Ebert uh, gave it one out of four stars. One? One out of four. Wow. Which is, that's tough for him. Wow. He said, while I admire the ruthlessness with which the film points out that the fashion industry indeed depends on child labor. Jesus. If the Malaysians made a comedy about the assassination of the U.S. president because of his opposition to slavery, it would seem approximately as funny to us as Zoolander would seem to them. Uh, and Academy Awards, not surprisingly, none. How many so, MTV Movie Awards was it up for? More than... I don't know, like, probably more than Academy's. <laughs> that bothers review? me so much on <laughs> Ebert of just, again, it proves that some movie reviewers cannot separate themselves. Sure. They stop taking this seriously. Like, come on. We're going to talk about this movie in a sense of yeah. whether we like it or not, but... A one out of five, I like it better than a one out of one five. Out of four. One out of four, excuse me. Yeah. I like it better than that. Yeah. That's just like, it's taking yourself way too seriously for a movie about Ben Stiller being a supermodel and Owen Wilson with his thrice broken nose. <laughs> exactly. Or whatever he's got is what somehow is going a supermodel. On yes. Like, come on. That's just absurd, Roger. Right. What's your review? So I had um, <clears throat> Jamie Bernard from New York Daily News said, the humor is simple but far from dumb. The dueling walk-off between rival male mannequins is inspired, as are the sly juxtapositions of the male model's faux physicality with such real-world demands as coal mining. And I like that. <laughs> I was like, yep. It was just, it took it, it took it enough. I think it was probably like a two and a half out of four kind of a review. Sure. But it took it seriously enough as a movie. Yeah. But not serious, like not Roger trying to think that this is some sort of best picture winner. Side note, he also wrote The Return to the Valley of the Dolls. So get over yourself, <laughs> Roger Ebert, and your stupid sequel to The Valley of the Dolls. He went up Pulitzer. How dare you? Yeah, later in life. So I just, it just, stop it with these reviewers. You know what you're getting into when you walk into a Ben Stiller comedy about Zoolander. I do wish reviewers would kind of like somewhat acknowledge. Give me a secondary like, review of saying, Serious review yeah. and sub review. We've, just, we've always talked about like how like Transformers is crapped on, but it's like, what do you expect? 
Like I love acknowledge I love what you're getting into. Absolutely. As yes. a pure popcorn enjoyment. Yes. Love it. Exactly. Yeah, it's the rare Michael Bay film I like. Not so, Harbor. after our social network segment, top five side ones, track ones, we kind of are just going to, what do you got? Do you have any first thoughts of Zoolander? You watched it with your wife. I watched um, it solo. I think we'll have different experiences on this. I Well, maybe in the sense of we started watching together and I think this movie broke my wife um, in the sense that. We were both super excited to watch it again because yep. it was a, not a staple, but a reliable comedy back in college. And she was very excited. She's like, oh, you're going to watch that? Cool. So it was a day this week where the puppy went to doggy daycare, came back, was exhausted, didn't deal with him. And it was like, we can watch a movie. Great. Middle of the week. Put it on. And I think 40 minutes in, she went to the bathroom and I paused. She goes, you can keep it going. And I said, really? She's like, I'll catch up. And it was this weird feeling of like disappointment. And she came back and she kind of watched it. She's like, I-, I think I might go to bed. And I was like, what? But this movie was one we were so excited for. And I was shocked that I did not find it funny as I did 20 years ago. Right. Or tw- like nineteen eighty, Like, this was a movie that was kind of like a thing we looked like, oh, it's so great. And watching again, I was like, yikes. It is a, it's 90 minutes and it is tough hmm. to get through. So she left halfway through. So <laughs> I watched half the movie alone. And I think, I think comedies are better together, but it was definitely one where it got done. I was like, Ugh. unsatisfactory climax. Okay, well, hence why. I cared about the beer to start with, and then I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll have my modern Interesting. times. Yeah, so it uh, it did not hold up like I thought it would. Sure. I think, for me, there were definitely times I laughed. You know what I mean? Sure. But I did not belly laugh as much as I probably did back no. in the day. Yes. And I suppose we'll come back to that a little bit, and I'll, I'll play off of yours. My number one takeaway was, I think this is a movie... That has to be watched with others. Yep. Who are enjoying it as well. Yep. Possibly inebriated. <laughs> and yeah, maybe you have can, four beers. Right. You can quote two. it together. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, there are movies. Napoleon Dynamite is the number one on that list to me. Yes. Of you cannot watch that movie alone and find it funny. Yep. I want to know if anyone watched that movie alone and found it funny. You have to watch it with others. We saw it together with some friends. Yes. And it was okay at first, and then we started quoting it afterwards, yes. and it just became funnier and funnier yep. and funnier. You have to quote it. Anchorman, to a certain extent, is that way. Yep. Um, there are some others, but I think this movie, for me, I did find myself laughing, but not in like a... I think I found myself laughing more at my second point, which I'll get to, but like... It was more about the performances and not necessarily the movie. Like, the individual performances were still funny. And they were really well... They were clearly interested in what they were doing. Yeah. And they they didn't mail it in. Nobody is, like... True. Trying to just sort of collect a paycheck or anything. This is obviously something they worked on and wrote together and that kind of stuff. It just doesn't hit. And, yeah, I just... Yeah, that was to me. I was like, you have to watch this with other people 
to be able to quote it together and laugh together. But on my own, I was like, yikes. I just don't (laughs) think this is as funny. I agree. I don't actually think I actually found that movie that funny the first time around. Yeah. But I do think it has to be watched with others in order to enjoy it more. I might have like a nostalgic lens that I think like, oh, yeah, this is one we watched a lot. And it's like, well... Well, no, no one in my circle of friends owned it, so we probably didn't watch it that much. You might have quoted it together. There are sure. quotable lines for yes, sure, exactly. <clears throat> but think about the me. fact of like, like, somewhat timing wise, like a week ago we were here watching just randomly Tommy Boy, mm-hmm. and that while we might say, sure, you and me and my wife are like we're watching it, and like. That was laugh out loud. Oh, I can watch funny. Tommy Boy on my own and, that, and laugh out exactly, loud. Exactly. Like, yeah. that holds up yeah. so well, and yeah. it's phenomenal. And it's arguably a movie about a lovable idiot mm-hmm. that's put into a, a scenario that he's out of his depth. And so, so, again, the concept of this is not that unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a somewhat a comedy staple, especially mm-hmm. from a white male comedy perspective of and like the 90s especially yes, like or 90, yeah this overblown era. lovable idiot out of his depth and somehow rallies yeah. together billy like, madison anybody exactly yeah. like every adam sandler movie McGru- ever mcgruber <laughs> like all these things with like what we'll the hell that. oh yeah. it's like so clearly the concept isn't necessarily the problem for me it was i truly think like just it felt in many ways like a Ben Stiller's show that he had, or like an SNL pitch that would have been great as like a recurring character sure. in small doses. But for 90 minutes, it was really challenging for me to enjoy it where I just felt like, again, a week later after watching Tommy Boy, yeah. loving it. And then this is like, uh, I yeah. probably laughed out loud twice. I chuckled a lot. Chuckled. Exactly. It was a chuckle fest. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. I feel like that's some sort of like weird Cajun barbecue in Louisiana. Oh. The chuckle fest. Come on down the chuckle fest. fest. (laughs) I think though. Get your fear in the chuckle chuckle fest. fest. So I think like (laughs) to your point though, before we move on, I think we talked about this with Spirit Pal until the industry caught up. Yes. And I do think I like it. that's Go where on. it is. Is just saying I could name I mean Tommy Boy was before this, but for me, Tropic Thunder is a top five comedy of all time. Yes. Um, that's after this. And that's Ben Stiller as well. Yes. Um The Other Guys is great. We talked about that previously in some episodes. There are Bridesmaids, you have all these other comedies super bad. Um Old School. Old school to a certain extent for Wedding sure. Wedding Crashers. Eh. No, yeah. but the people involved in this movie, yeah, I get it. I in get different it. fashions, right? Yep. But yes. like, um, but even then, Booksmart more recently. There are so many other comedies True. that have evolved from what this felt like. The this felt like a '90s comedy in a 2000 era that just didn't know where it was. But at the time, it was funny. But now, yeah. the industry, as I look over the last 20 years, I would pick. 15 to 20 other comedies before ever watching this again and i could watch those on my own and and enjoy the entire time yes. or i could skip over it and go back to tommy boy or in and out 
Yes. Or Birdcage or some of these other 90s movies, Billy Madison even, um, and enjoy those better. So it kind of feels like this weird right in between this era that at the time was great, but like the industry caught up and it's just is so much better. Yes. And even Ben Stiller has made better movies since then. Absolutely. So it's just, it's this weird thing. I, I don't know what, what happened. Yeah, it's a weird thing of like... This might be the first time that 20 years is... X-Men was maybe the first time and that was right away, but we, we really... 20 years has really affected this movie. Yes. Like, like, it, like it, none of the other movies were really like... X-Men didn't hold up. No. But none of the other movies were like, wow, 20 years? The industry has just passed this up. Whereas X-Men was like, I respect this movie because it started a movement. Foundation. Right. But this is just like, yeah, doesn't hold up. I totally agree. It 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 was... It was painful to get through, like to the point where even the next, like the, the, we woke up and like I was talking about stuff and like <laughs> my wife and like Zoolander wasn't that funny. She's like, right? Yeah. And it was like this, like kind of catharsis of like, how did we love this movie? Like we yeah. would quote it in college or talk about right. it, and it's like, how does it like? There's things I, I watch back in the day and think, oh yeah, it just didn't. Maybe it doesn't age well. This was surprising where I I had such a high regard for it, thinking this is funny. Like it's a, a male model being brainwashed, being a it's so stupid, an assassin. Yeah. And okay, cool, like there's moments. But yeah, watching it, I truly laughed out loud only twice. And I chuckled. Um and it's like the like the only redeeming quality of this movie though, I will say is Bless the R.I.P. Dear God, Jerry Stiller. It should be in everything, because he, every scene he's in, as Maury Ballstein, Ballstein, <laughs> genius, is incredible. Yeah, to the point where I finished the movie and just went down a YouTube like rabbit hole. Of Jerry Stiller clips, Couldn't like of Seinfeld outtakes and other stuff, where it's like, "You talking you to me?" me? <laughs> like, you want so you got it <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. and the, the, at the end of the movie, what the hell does that, does that mean? mean? Yep, I still reference that. It's so good. But at the end of the movie of this, where he's talking to his apparent wife or whatever about yeah. bringing the backup hard drive, and yet gets into a conversation about. <laughs> How to, get How to there? properly reheat something in a Tupperware. Sheila, honey, it's me. Listen, I need you to bring that zip disk in the den down to the fashion show. I don't care what the traffic is like. Take the goddamn service road and get off before the bridge. So put it in one of those Tupperware containers, and I'll heat it up in the microwave when I get home. For Christ's sake, it's a casserole, Sheila. It'll stay. It's a casserole. Yeah. Like, yeah. Genius. Yes. Absolutely. Like, I was laughing, like, crying in a five second window because of how great he is. Yeah. And that to me was a, like a standout of, I had to wait an hour and 10 minutes to get to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, these funny moments, but yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, I just, oh man, I was shocked, but yeah, God bless Jerry Stiller. Oh, I, my, so incredible. Yeah, Jerry, to me, the other thing that stood out to me the most was that Jerry Stiller is a comedic treasure oh, that God. should be absolutely just worshipped at. It's just his embrace and 
Again, we talk about like what stands up or doesn't, and one of the things about Me Too movement and things like that is when it takes it seriously or when it's over the top, right? Sure. And when Jerry Stiller is just and Maury Ballstein is just yes. there and he just walks around and he just grabs her ass. Here comes this quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes. It is so over the top, and it's meant to be over the top. Yes. It's literally at the time yes. meant to be over the top, and it's perfect. Yes. And you're just like, oh, Maury. And yes. it's just, it's so great. I just, everything Jerry Stiller does yes. is perfection. And that's one of those things where you're just like, as he got older, he almost like felt like, F it. I'm just going to do this, and it's just, I'm going to do it with 100% gusto. Yes. Yeah, the moment he's on there, I was like, okay, this is at least going to be yes. enjoyable because Jerry Stiller's in it, for sure. He's incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> One of the other things was, um, well, actually quite a few things. I have some notes here, obviously, but um, I think, do you have another point at all you wanted to cover or what? I'm waiting on you with your notes. Well, <laughs> I think it's the second best death scene ever of Friends. Like, when... The set, like it's the random most thing. Just like when his model friends. Which, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when, yeah. When they're just having the gas fight, and then they die, and you're like, which side? Orange note? mocha frappuccino. Oh, that's right. Which are apparently which, which male models would not drink right, that. And apparently they're just orange slushies. Yes. Um, but yeah. Which again, side note: how expensive? How expensive is and New York City rent? If yes. an apparent all-time supermodel can't afford to live on his own, he's got to live with three other models. Yeah, exactly. Like, how bad oh. is New York City rent? My God, this is twenty years ago. Yes, but no, that yeah, it's the second best death scene ever of yes. random friends. And what's number one? I'm. You already mentioned the movie. <laughs> It's MacGruber. Oh, yeah. MacGruber, yeah. It's absolutely, whole, like, oh, convening. No, absolutely. Oh, God, guys. Are you okay? <laughs> the, the MacGruber death scene of Friends yes, is absolutely yes, better. Yeah. But otherwise, yes. The whole Super Squad. Plus, then what, like, Skarsgård is in this? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Freaking Alexander Skarsgård. Like, uh, so, I agree. Like, I loved watching that, like, in, like, throwing, like, uh, George Michael. And absolutely. And it goes off the rails and then, like, spraying shit like, right. the so dirty water. that is, like, the... not laugh out loud funny yes but again we're talking about it now and it is funny yes and all the more reason why you have to watch this with other people <laughs> and your health gasoline and they're saying <laughs> what the hell is happening exactly, exactly. yes yep. so, like, i cigarette. love that scene no. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes in as like the center for reading for kids that can't read good can't read too good yeah, and that's the statue of them yep. like with the gasoline yeah so again like it sees again the concept never was necessarily an issue for me. And there's moments that make it work. It's just the execution. I felt like, ah, it's tough. Like, you know, the dancing or the runway. The walk-off scene. The walk-off. Absolutely. Is. It's inspired, man. Inspired. And then it's just like, okay, like, moving on. Like, okay, yeah. like, I can't. But <laughs> it felt almost like did they come up with that idea and then come around a story with that? Yeah. Because that walk-off scene is outstanding. Yes. Everything about it is right. Not like only the their, and... not only their, the modeling part of it is great, but just the idea of two male models fighting it out. Yes. But they don't fight it out with their fists. They fight it on the on the runway, and yeah. everyone does it. And then David Bowie is <laughs> somehow the judge, right? I, that is such an inspired scene. 
that it almost feels lost in like it's a high point of the film. Yes. For me, for sure. I love that walkout scene. Yes. It's again, it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's totally enjoyable. I enjoy that entire scene. But it's a funny thing of the movie, it's like I enjoy now talking about it more, more. than watching it. Right. And that's to me is somewhat a crit like a a problem with the movie where it's these things you think about after the fact. Again, not to go back to time away, like eh, whatever. You, you reference it and you watch it and it's just as enjoyable. Whereas we talk about it, but if we were to watch Zoolander now, it'd be like, meh. But again, it's the, the talking right. about it that it's like, oh, yes, and that and that. But then you watch it like, meh. Right. And the execution doesn't quite hold up. Like, sure. These weird like things of like these references to like, all these like, 90s stars, like Billy Zane, Billy Zane. Like, <laughs> if you didn't know who the hell Billy Zane was, you'd be like, who the hell is this random bald dude? Of 2001. I, I like, I know. You watch At the like, time, it was pretty funny. It was. And like, Winona Ryder and the, all right. these things, like, yeah, like, Absolutely. what's a Stranger Things person doing here? Like, exactly. what? Yes. Yeah, so it, it's definitely a, like, a time capsule mm-hmm. type of film. Like, David Duchovny, the conspiracist. Like, it is oh, funny. X Files, wink, wink. Right. Like, yeah. We just watched Training Day, which had very, I mean, Macy Gray hasn't done anything <laughs> since then. She was in Full House. Good for on you. Netflix. And so, but like, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's obviously relevant, but Dr. Dre. Yes. And so, I mean, it is, it times you True. to that era, and there's yeah. a lot of like that kind of stuff, but that doesn't feel like it, it pigeonholed you in there. Whereas when you do what they did, not to mention the person we haven't talked about yet, which is Donald Trump, is also in it. <laughs> And you do sort of say, like, again... It was like, yikes. Yikes. This yes. does not hold up. And it's right away at the beginning, and it almost yes. feels like if you just removed him from it, maybe we'd feel a little bit better, because you just sort of start out by... I mean, it's like running a marathon and tripping five feet in. You, you got... It's yeah. a struggle, man. Uh, I mean, oh, God. I just tripped yeah. and sprained my ankle, and so like, now I got they, 26 miles to go. They have... Vince Vaughn in this movie. And who doesn't speak? He doesn't speak. He's clearly again, known before this. Again, how much did that MFR get paid just to not speak? To sit in a coal mine town <laughs> in southern New Jersey, whatever that is. And yeah, like the coal mining area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, he and Judah Freelander are like not hanging out like with John Voight. And like that whole sequence was fine, I guess, but it it was like because again, all these people together in like a two or three person time to come mm-hmm. are great and they have different like i mean all the movies we've talked about like they have great like a legacy of movies and this is weird to see them all in these and be like like will ferrell was freaking annoying as mugatu like it was early snl days where Outside it's like of sure consistent joke of he's so hot right now. he's so hot right now now yes. other than that i agree there was nothing to it's him like, that uh, like, yeah you're and just that, can you come up with an annoying voice and then just go yes yep and like i feel like i'm taking crazy pills like this is weird it just uh i was surprised at how i was not laughing at all chuckling a chuckle fest the chuckle fest uh I will, again, I will say, one of the things I always remember is when Owen Wilson throws the iMac out there because the files are in it, is still just objectively stupidly funny. Like, it's just great. Like, where are the files? 
Inside. Inside the computer. Yes. Any other thoughts you have on this at the moment before we move on? Um, Because I've been told that if we just get drunk and talk crap about movies, this is exactly what we need to do. This is going to be maybe weirdly incendiary. Whoa-oh. Incendiary. Again, an almost famous quote. I like to... Hey, man, I'm incendiary, too. I'm in there, too, man. Um... I didn't realize this movie was released roughly three weeks after 9-11. Yeah. And I do wonder if some of... I know they made, like, edits to it, like, where they removed the towers. Yeah. But I I do wonder if some of the... A bit of courtesy was given to this movie so soon after, like, from reviews. Sure. Of, like... I need a good laugh. And mm-hmm. this is like a mindless, fun thing that doesn't hold up 20 years later. Sure. The Giuliani effect? <laughs> exactly. God. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's a crazy story. But like, I, but the weird thing is like, and maybe they changed it in Tropic Thunder where they realized like, maybe you don't have a real country. Yeah. And like, why would you have Malaysia? Like, like it's a, it, it was a weird well, thing, like watching again, it being like, I will say, really? like, the number of times that they mispronounce or, like, the Micronesia or, like, they keep going I down get it. is kind of the point, and maybe that's why. Sure. Yeah. The but critique of these You could like, have just idiots. made up some other company. Yeah. Or other country, excuse me. It just felt weird, like, watching now, be like, this is, seems odd with Malaysia. But, I, I, again, the timing standpoint, they probably were like, oh, shit. We got to, like, change this kind of at the last minute. But... It, uh, I do wonder if some of that, like, generosity was more so. Sure, like, it's came out, and maybe it's a, and maybe you're like, this is a nice a yes. reprieve. Check your brain at the bo- door, like, have a good time. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's, and that there is real arguments to that. There's just, there's, there's yeah. a host of things, whether it be after the 08 financial crisis or after the pandemic now. Yeah. I mean, we love the Quiet Place Part Two. It's not a comedy, but you just there is sort of this understanding of the the timing matters the of impact. when you watch a movie. Yes, it's so different. I, I get that. Yep. I don't know, man. I just I'm so I'm not surprised I didn't like it the second time or this time around because I was not expecting to. Yeah. I will say I really enjoyed obviously Jerry Stiller. Christine Taylor is, uh, dude. One, I mean, she's such a great. And I looked back too, because before this, there really wasn't. It was the Brady Bunch movies, and that was yeah. about it for her. Yeah. So I mean, it was really like, <clears throat> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. So it was surprising to me, and obviously she was with Stiller at the time. I don't know if they were married at that time, but they were close they were. to it. It was, yeah. if not, because they had met a few years prior. Um, she's awesome, and I mean, like again, another movie that aged better is Dodgeball. Yes, again with you know he wasn't directed by Stiller, but with Stiller and Taylor, yes, and, and that kind of stuff of just saying she's a great. She does such a good job of being the straight man. Yes, just being put in this ridiculous situation, and her facial expressions are perfect. Like she's so good in this. Um, so I, I liked her a lot. But no, the movie itself, I'm not shocked that I didn't like it the next time around, but I also kind of hoped that I would be able to like laugh a little bit more. Yes. Um, do you have any trivia or anything? Or 
not really. I mean, we talked about like it was the first American film in which Alexander Skarsgård appeared. Skarsgård of True Blood, Big Little Lies, like big guy Tarzan. Um, oh yeah, that's right, Legend of Tarzan. Uh, but no, I didn't really seek that much out because oh, I have one. oh I'm stoked because I'm like ah whatever. So in the so. movie, Ben Stiller goes to this day spa. And has a sort of masseuse with the fake, yeah, the weird like prosthetics and stuff, weird whatever. Prosthetic and stuff, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you want to take a guess who played the masseuse in that? This is someone like I would know. Yeah, uh... a very, I suppose it's a popular comedian, very somewhat. I have polarizing. No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Andy Dick oh, played okay, the sure. masseuse. Yeah, okay, I could see him playing that because, like, it felt so weird. Like this, this character is so odd. Sure. Doesn't speak. How about the evil DJ? Oh, Justin Theroux. Justin Theroux. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do recognize you really him. Can't, yeah, you're like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah. actually. but Justin Theroux but was because the, evil the DJ. Tropic Thunder like right. connection. Like, I know, like, he's in the circle of bits. So, like, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, like I see, I could see you because yeah. But Andy but no, Dick I had the no masseuse, idea. that weird, awkward, prosthetic masseuse. And the whole weird erect penis thing, like, just, that was just... It was forced. It was funny, but forced. But there's all that, it was such an early 2000 thing of just, like, yes. having, there had to be a scene, oh, with a penis. Like, it just had to be. I mean, I mean even Wedding Crashers had the thing where it was just like... <laughs> yes. I mean, everything had to have it almost. It was just... A misplaced erect penis is somewhat funny. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, so those are my uh, trivia, I guess, as That's it good, were. Yeah, I, did, so, I had no idea, actually. Yeah, I randomly was like, good. I wonder who played the masseuse. And I looked up on IMDb, because who gets that credit, right? And it was I just so happened to be Andy Dick, of all people. I had no idea. Yeah, side note, watch news radio if you've ever... I mean, I don't like Andy Dick necessarily as a comedian, but he's very good. It works. Any other final thoughts on Zoolander? No, I was uh, I was pleasant, no, unpleasantly <laughs> disappointed by this. Like it was, it's a weird thing. Like having this recorded just after Training Day, which was so surprisingly good, and having watched Zoolander this week, uh, I haven't seen the sequel, and I have no. Interest. I haven't either, actually. Right? No. Yeah. It came out I'm like. Ah. Okay, it's one of those like where they kind of like try to go back to the well to capture it, and I have no interest what? in going back now after seeing this. Yeah, hmm. no, I don't necessarily think I'm like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I wouldn't necessarily even recommend this to people. No, of just saying okay. if you haven't seen it, you can skip it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if you want to look back on it and and see at the time, um what it was but yeah you're just kind of like meh that's fine but what did hold up Ooh. is the double spirit foul the beer we had tonight with this you gotta admit it is really good no it stays at a 4.5 this is really good yep if you can get it apparently it's being sold out (laughs) the the weird thing was though the notes they say on this is pineapple orange juice and overripe tropical fruit what? It, oh, come on. It makes, it makes you not want to. Don't wanna, do that. It makes you not want to. Overripe? Oh, spoiled fruit. Sign me up. Yeah. 
Thanks for taking some time to listen to us. What's our next happy hour? I guess, you know, I guess, man, you know, we're crapping on yet another movie. I don't think we're going to crap on the next one, though. Because our next happy hour is A Knight's Tale, starring Heath Ledger. All right. I'm excited. And other people. Yes. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yes, absolutely. Paul Bettany. Yep. And then, uh, so we have... Rufus Sewell. Mm. Oh, my God. I like how... Rufus Sewell, of all people, we can come up with, but not. I can't remember coworkers' names, <laughs> but I can pull out Rufus Sewell from twenty years ago. Absolutely. So yes, oh, a Knight's nice. Tale is going to be our actually our next happy hour that we will be recording. So on that note, we want to say thanks for listening. Thank uh, you. Find us on Twitter at years underscore beers or on Facebook or head to twenty yearsforbeers dot com. This has been a twenty years four beers happy hour. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. And thanks for listening. Thank you. I got a prostate the size of a honeydew and a head full of bad memories. Get your fear in the chuckle fist. <laughs>